Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Fearful UK Show. On tonight's show, I'm joined by my regular guests, Najee Kara. Good evening. Gareth Ellis. Hello. And Paul Hope. Hello, everyone. Right, guys, the schedule is now out for 2021. We know who we play and when we play in them and what time that kicks off. And also which games are going to be in prime time. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to have a look through the schedule, not one by one, just overall and um, just talk about what we think about the strength of the schedule, um, which games we're looking forward to seeing, which games we think are potentially trap games or difficult games, and maybe even go be as bold as to do some sort of predictions this early on in the off-season. So I'll, I'll just briefly summarise what we've got. So we have five primetime games this season. Um, we've got the Packers in week three, we've got the Colts week seven, Rams week 10, Seahawks week 13, and Titans week 16. So they are quite evenly um, spread out there. Um, so we're not going to have back-to-back red eyes, which is good. The Titans game looks as though it's, it's going to be, it's going to make for a long few days for those of us who have kids, um, young kids that is because that one's going to be a, a 1.20 kickoff on Christmas Eve morning. Um, so that's going <laughs> to leave leave some parents a bit um, ticked off on that. The early games, we'll be enough to have five early games this uh, season. Obviously, they're all on the road, because you'll never ever get an early game in Santa Clara. But we've got the Lions week one, we've got the Eagles week two, we've got the Bears week five, which is actually a five o'clock kickoff, not a six o'clock due to the change in um, clocks. Week 11 is against the Jags and week 14 is against the Bengals. So that's five decent opportunities, potentially, that we can have an in-season meetup. And the reason we like to do um, the in-season meetup with a six o'clock game rather than a nine o'clock game is because generally by nine o'clock, everybody's too drunk. <laughs> so the six o'clock game gives you the opportunity to watch the game sober and then to have a good drink afterwards. Or, if you need to, hopefully get away early and get back to wherever you're going to in the country. Um, so that, that that's why we do that. One other game that I'm going to call out as well is the Thanksgiving game. This season, we're at home against the Vikings, um, which to me is a little bit bittersweet. 2021 would have been the year I, I went back over to Santa Clara, so I go every other year. And the Thanksgiving game is the one I go to see and this season, with it being the Vikings, it was the perfect opportunity for me to travel across there again with my elder brother, who's a Vikings fan and wants to go back across. So we've kind of missed that opportunity. Um, I'm not going to say it's due to the pandemic. It's due to other reasons that I'm not going to get out there this year. Um, but it's a shame anyway. Not that I have uh, given up all hope. If, if something comes up and I can get out there, believe me, I'll be out there. So, looking at the schedule, guys, what's your thoughts? Well, first of all, what's your thoughts on the strength of schedule? Uh, well, I mean, it's not it's not secret. We're in the hardest division, so obviously, playing the Rams twice, the Seahawks twice, and the Cardinals twice makes it a lot harder. Uh, but from that, I think there's a lot of unknown. Um, 
you know, like the Lions are a brand new team, uh, the Eagles are a brand new team, the Bears probably will be by the time week eight comes, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are the same, the Bengals are the same. Um, so there's, there's no, even the Texans, we really don't know what, what it's going to be like. So it's a lot of unknown. So it's really hard to say right now. Uh, if, we, if we take the 2020 schedule, then, you know, like Jaguars and Bengals and Texans should be should be easy wins, really. But who knows, right? They've got Trevor Lawrence now. Uh, Joe Burrow should be healthy by week 14 for sure and have more weapons. And then who knows what the Texans are going to do. Uh, who knows what you know what the, the lines are going to looking like with golf and and whatever. So yeah, it's very difficult to put a pin on it and say oh it's strong or oh it's not strong. But you know one one day one game at a time it's gonna I think it's gonna be the especially after last year we can't it's gonna be very hard for us to project and 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 be happy. I think I'm gonna you know take it easy one game at a time and win win the next and then go from there. I think that's what the mentality I'm going to adopt this year. Would you, Paul, what do you think? No, I think, like you said, Najee, I think we're all coming into this after, you know, this time last year we were sat here, revenge to a Super Bowl again we're going and then it's well documented the, the health issue. So like you said, this year I've looked at, you've hit the nail on the head, you know, the Jags last year, you'd think, oh, easy game, but it's not going to be an easy game. I think when the schedule came out for me, Najee, I did what Lee did there. I looked at the early games. I looked at the late games. I chuckled when Lee mentioned Christmas Eve there. My work has a policy where you can't book Christmas leave. So the email to my boss with my NFL days off was kicked back because I had Christmas Eve on there. I just inadvertently typed the date. And I was like, oh, yeah, what am I going to do? I need it for the kids, not not for NFL. And she <laughs> laughed. But um, Lee mentioning the Gowland Bowl there. The Vikings game brings back <laughs> memories for me, Lee. You, you mentioned it with your brother. That was Ruby's first playoff game because we played on a Saturday night when we beat the Vikings. Right. So as soon as I saw that on the schedule, I thought, oh, it's an early game. As in, well, I'll say early game. It's a nine o'clock game. It's not. She can watch a little bit. Uh, week three, Green Bay at home. Are we going to see Aaron Rodgers? Are we going to see Jordan Love? Um, the Titans game. It's funny when, when the schedule comes out, I, I don't know how you lads feel, but I've met so many people through following the NFL. Ironically, there's two lads that I met from my hometown and didn't know them until I started commenting on NFL groups. And one of them, Ryan, he's a Titans fan. So we've both scheduled that as a game we could meet up at until, like Lee said, it met you know, early hours of Christmas Eve. I was like, yeah, there's no chance Tracy's going to have <laughs> one round on Christmas Eve. Um, I'm looking forward to week one personally. I've got an ex-work colleague who's a Lions fan and we've been promising to meet up and promising to meet up. He joined us for the Super Bowl meet up in Newcastle when we were last allowed out to play. So he's already messaged me. He did say the Lions are going 17 and 0, so I'm a bit scared. Maybe it's week one. <laughs> what about you, Gareth? What what games are jumping out for you? Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Colts after the bye week. Uh, I, I think they're going to be a good team. I think that's going to be a, a, a tough game. And I think it's a really good point of the season to really get a measure of uh, of, of where the t- team is by then. Everything should be running smoothly, particularly after the bye week. Other than our in-division games, there isn't a lot there today that I'm, you know, I'm scared of. Obviously, there's a, there's a few banana skin games. And, and like you said, we just don't know what some of these teams are, are going to be like. Um, 
other than possibly I, I do expect the tanks, Texans to be tanking to to get the first pick and replace their quarterback. So I think that's that's quite a nice little run in at the end of the season there after the Titans game. Um, and just on that, although it's that Thursday night, it does give us a mini bye week between week 16 and 17 because they don't play again until the 2nd of January. So I'm sure the players will actually be quite pleased to get that sort of Christmas period off and not be playing on Boxing Day. Uh, so I, I think that the schedule's been relatively kind to us. Bye week is perhaps a little bit early, but you've got to you've got to use the bye week whenever you get it to the best of your ability. Uh, and I think we have generally been able to do that in the past and, and use the bye week well. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice. There's a nice run of games there. I think early on in the season, three, four, and five, the Packers, uh, Seahawks, and Cardinals, get those done. Uh, see where we are. Hopefully everyone will be healthy there. Uh, then go into the bye week uh, and, and you set yourselves up for the for the rest of the season. And I think out of the other part of the schedule, we, there are some tough games there, but we, we don't seem to have a real run of, of really tough games. You know, three division leaders on the road or something like that. There's always what looks to be a couple of tough games. But, oh, we're back at home or it's a team that, you know, perhaps we're expecting to be not doing so well. So I think the schedule has been reasonably kind for us. And injuries aside, we haven't got more excuses now. I fully expect on a schedule like that to be getting at least 12 wins. So there we go. I'll stick my neck out early. <laughs> like you've seen my notes. I was I was <laughs> heading that way, Gareth. So it's quite interesting. I think jumping on what you've said there, Gareth, I think week seven to ten, I, I say it looks tough. It's because we host the Colts on a Sunday night, but then we travel to Chicago on Halloween. We then host the Cardinals, which has been a bit of a banana skin for us over the years, and then welcome the Rams, which is another division game on the Monday night. And four of those have been top 10 defences last season. Three of them made the playoffs. So like you said, coming out with a bye week, hopefully we're going to use that well. So in that stretch, because obviously heading into the bye week, you've touched upon their Packers at home, Seahawks, switch. I think we all go through the emotional roller coaster when we play the Seahawks, the Cardinals, then the bye week. So, yeah, you're right. That is a that is a a, a tough section after after the bye week. But it's again, it's uh, three of those games were at home. The one one against the Bears away. It's it's October. Maybe the weather won't be quite so bad in Chicago. So. That's, that's always always I think something you've got to think about visiting Chicago and Green Bay in uh, in certainly in December. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I I can't wait, but yeah, right now I think I'm in that that stage of the season with uh, like you said, your Lions fan mate who's thinking they're going to go 17 and 0. Um, all NFL fans are thinking their their team's going to be 12, 13, 14 wins at this sort of time of the season. Yeah, it's uh, funny you say that. The, the other lad who I met from Darton is a Cowboys fan. To be fair, he's been very bullish. Very, very <laughs> bullish. Which, to be honest, I quite like. But he's like, As you know, a Cowboys fan? It's yeah, under... oh, yeah, he's very... Um, Dax back. We've proved our defence. And he's he's very much like, we're beating you in the championship game and we're going all the way. So, kind of admire his optimism. But I thought I'd mention that so we could shoot him down as well at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your take, Lee? Any, so, uh... Yeah, so I think we do have a tough stretch um, and, and very early in the season. I think games or weeks three to seven is our tough stretch. However, the thing with that is we actually have the bye week before week seven. 
So that, that could make that will make it easier. Let's face it, that will make it easier. Um, I'm just going to quickly go back to a point you made, Naji, right at the very beginning when you said that we're in the toughest division. I was going to disagree with you there, but I'm not because I think we are in the toughest, toughest division. However, I don't actually rate the Seahawks or the Rams that highly. I think there are better teams out there, but I think overall the four teams that are in our division makes our division the toughest division. But I've got no fear over the Seahawks or Rams. I think we've got the Rams number. I think Shanahan knows how to play. Um, McVeigh, no problems whatsoever. And I, I just... I just can't see us losing to either of those teams. And even the Cardinals. I look at the the off-season moves by the Cardinals. They don't worry me too much. They brought in another wide receiver when wide receiver wasn't particularly a weak point anyway. They brought in J.J. Watt, who admittedly is a fantastic player, but he's old. He's old now. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think they've quite done enough to actually protect Kyler Murray. And... I mean, they might be resting on the laurels, looking at uh, the division rivals and think, well, you know, the 49ers haven't been able to stop Kyler Murray from running on us or running on them before. Yeah, we haven't, but we still beat you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah we, we can't stop him. He's all over the place. He's he's unbelievably quick, but we don't need to stop him. Honestly, we don't. We, we've beaten them twice, uh, two, three, four times in a row now. Can't remember. But they they don't concern us. Looking at the schedule, uh, my concerns is the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be a very hard team to beat, but it's at Levi Stadium, so I think we'll beat them. Looking further down the um, the schedule, the Bengals do worry me a little bit um, for the reasons that that um, Najee gave Joe Burrow is going to be fit. He's got all new weapons. Uh, mind you, they didn't really invest in the O-line like I thought they would. That's true. And um, pot <laughs> potentially he may have been fit by week 14. It all depends <laughs> on whether or not he makes it to week 14. Yeah, that's true. So an unfashionable team to be causing me concerns is probably our week 15 clash against the Falcons. Yeah, they've had our numbers, haven't they? They have, yeah. Years, so. And even though it's at Levi's, I just feel as though I think the Falcons have got it in them to beat us on the road. I mean, they already proved that two seasons ago. Yeah. There's just, um, there's a lot of teams you can, I think all of the teams on our schedule, apart from maybe the, the Lions, which I don't think. Are going to be that competitive. I don't. I don't really agree with what they did this off season. But and the Texans. I think every other team could easily get ten wins. You know, next year, and it's it's going to be very difficult um, for us to gauge until it actually happens. Because even the Colts, you're right, they've, they've got a very good team, but you know they've got a they've got Carson Wentz. How what which Carson Wentz are they going to get? If, you know, if it's the one they had last season, which I I know beat us, but. You know, we had Mullins <laughs> and, uh, and the plethora of injury, then I think we've got much better chance than if we get 2018 Carson wins. So it's, and then, the, you know, the Bears, I expect Justin Fields to be starting week eight, I would imagine. So what's that going to be like? Is he going to be awesome? Is he going to be a rookie? Uh, is he, you know, playing like a rookie and making mistakes and it's going to be an easy win? Or is, it, is he going to light us up because he's awesome? It's, it's so, so many unknowns. And the Falcons have already had a good team always and they just kind of you know they've got new dc new coaches so who knows what they're going to do 
Um, I think the only really known team we have right now is, is pretty much the Titans and then everybody in our division that we know what they're going to do. Because um, like, the Titans haven't done anything special. So they, they've got their Canary and Tannehill and, and that's it. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. But it's, uh, to me, every, every time I look at, at the team, and just, I just have no idea what they're going to look like. Um, so much, like big changes. And, you know, the Lions is a QB the Eagles is a QB, the Packers is a QB, maybe, you know, the Colts is a QB, and the Bears as well, and the Jags as well, and, you know, it's just, so, yeah, that's that's what I take from this, and we're so far away from training camp and anything happening injury-wise to any of the teams we're playing or us, so, yeah. Yeah, completely get that, which is why at the start I said we might be making some outlandish, bold claims about what our, what our record's going to be next season. One yeah, thing... I do. I do want to come back to you real quick, and I'll ask you what you think, Lee. What I Gareth said about the buy, and he thinks it's really early. I, I, I. That was my main concern when I saw it first. I thought week six is stupidly early, considering we go to week eighteen now, not week sixteen. So we don't play an extra eleven after that. We play twelve games in a row after that, which is it's quite a lot, especially if you want to go on a on a playoff run after that. Our bodies are gonna be very, very tired by the time we get to January 9th and then whatever we are after that. Do you think that's a little bit too early, maybe? I think it's very early, especially yeah. considering if you look at the 12 games we've got, two of those, um, two, two of the stretches in between those 12 games are short weeks. So yeah. between the Cardinals-Rams and between the Falcons-Titans, those are both short weeks. And I, I completely disagree with anybody having a bye week before we get they can fit a bye weekend for every team between weeks 8 and 14 or even weeks 8 and 16 without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that's better for teams. In fact, I wouldn't go to 16. I would do it between weeks 8 and 14. And I think that's better for teams. They can do it, but it's all about trying to maximise their TV revenue. So whether or not they do do it is another thing. They don't really care about the players' health. I mean, they've proven that time and time again. Yeah, sure. The NFL is all about making money. So, yeah, I do. I agree with Gareth. I think week six is incredibly early. It's obviously not as early as the week four that we had um, mm, the seasons yeah. back. Yeah. But, but it is still a very early um, very early bye week. I think you're, you're going to make everybody would want the, the bye week later. And I think uh, I think the Rams isn't like till 10 or 12 or something like that. So, I mean, that does annoy me slightly. If we're going to have early bye weeks, fine. But I think every division should be on a bye week together so that uh, you don't get that competitive advantage. But uh, it, all, it also makes me think week six is quite a good time that you've you've had five games, you've eva- you can evaluate, you can get a rest at that point so, so that maybe you can take some of that fatigue off and you've got a chance to tweak anything. If anything's not quite working, uh, if anything's yeah, not, I think not I think it depends good. how your season is going, right? If it's going like to hell, then it's great to have it early because you can press a reset button. But if it's going well, it's kind of a bummer, really, isn't it? It is, but it's it it's it's it is what it is. Um, but I, I do the the little the mini one we'll get over Christmas because that's quite quite a quite a uh, a gap from playing on the evening of the twenty third and not playing until the second again. Given that every single other team will be playing on the on the Sunday, so there is the Texans after that. So, and I, as I said, I, I expect them to be in full tank mode by then. 
<laughs> Staying on that Christmas period stretch and actually also bringing in a previous episode, when we discussed the expansion to the the regular season games up to 17 games, um, Gareth mentioned that uh, the reason they're going to... <coughs> Excuse me. Gareth mentioned that the reason they were going to do this, or one of the impacts of doing this, would be that it makes divisional games less important. Well, ever so slightly less. Very I don't know if either of you or any of you have noticed, but we only have one divisional game in the last four games. And true, traditionally, yeah. we should have had two to make yeah. divisional games more important. Mm. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, we're playing AFC, AFC. Yeah, and then we're well, playing the Rams last week, which might be completely irrelevant or very important, depending on. Yeah, it's true. We'll see. Yeah, so that, that that's got us. It doesn't have us worried, but it, it was interesting to see that they've moved away from that, from scheduling two divisional games in the last four weeks to to only having the one there. So I mean, you have to go back six games into the season, or six games from the end of the season, for our next divisional games, and that's the Seahawks on uh, the start of December. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's quite a gap, and it means that potentially, well, it's, it's not going to be uh, make much difference to us because I mean we're going twenty and all, but the likes <laughs> of the Seahawks, Rams, <laughs> or the Cardinals, they, they might be relying on a couple of divisional games at the end of the season to like sneak in with a wild card. Tra- trailing the dominant 49ers who go 17 and 0 in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, it also means, you know, like we, the week 14 at the Bengals, if we've already clinched the division at week 13, what does that do to the team, you know, in terms of mental? And do you play that game? Because you still need to win games, right? Because uh, there's only one by week now, uh, the, you know, the top NFC. So imagine you. You know, you go five and zero by week thirteen, and then you all, all you have to do is beat the Rams. But you, you'll still, even if you lose, you'll still probably be at the top of the division. What does that do to a team? And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, I mean, it's very unknown, right? Because it's the first time ever. So we'll see. Well, I'm sure there'll, there'll be all of the different scenarios and things that's going to happen to every team in the league, and, and uh, it's going to be a learning curve for sure this this season. Yeah, well, all, all four teams might finish with win, winning records, might not in the NFC West this time with the extra yeah. game. And, and I mean, eight, even if that's the, the case, we're, if we stay healthy, we're the most balanced and best outfit in the NFC West. Obviously, you would all agree with me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy. I think we, we, we've touched on that that we don't know what the other teams are going to do, and I mean that's that, that's true. We don't know what some of them are going to look like, or or who's going to be starting at quarterback for some teams, but. We've got to look at our team, and we've we've been upgraded our offensive line. I think we're going to we've upgraded our run game. Um, the defense is is there, and it should just get get certainly Bosa back and um, uh, a bit more health. And and we know what this team can do, so uh, I don't care. Bring it on! I don't care who else. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a good point. Suits up the team. Look at look at our team, and look at what we've got in terms of the rushing attack, the passing attack. Whether it's Jimmy or Trey, it's. Um, we, we've upgraded. We, I think, we're a better team than we were last year. We, you know, we got regardless. Not talking about Trey Lance, and I'm not sure that the the Cardinals are much better. I think the Rams are because obviously they've upgraded from Goff, and I don't think the Seahawks are much better, but I think we are. So, got to remember as well, Gareth. The only two times the 49ers have opened the season in Detroit, 1981 and 1984. 
they've gone on to win the Super Bowl. So that's mm. it, Lee. Twenty and all, and we're winning the Super Bowl because we're starting in Detroit. What more do you need to say? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So years ago, 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> I just mentioned that because there was a tweet going around with George Kittle pulling one of his funny faces, and like you said, we all this start of the season, the, the schedules come out. All of us are bullish. I've seen it on all the fan groups. I've seen it all across. But Gareth, you're right. We've improved. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the meet-up. Fingers crossed we can have an in-season meet-up like Lee said at the start. So, obviously, let's talk about what games we think that could be and get that planned. And Yeah. yeah. I have to take issue with something you said at the beginning there, Lee, about um, having a six o'clock game so that um, we could actually enjoy watching it and not be too drunk. Um, I'm sure you were at the Saints game. And how did that plan work out on that night? Yeah, no, no. Well, no, let's let's be fair. We were sober okay. when it started. We were sober for the first quarter. <laughs> and, and then, Done by yeah. the first quarter. <laughs> the yeah, that, that's pretty late. much the uh, the long and short of it, actually. We were done by the first quarter. But strangely yeah. enough, we can all remember the game. We can. It was an epic game. But what best laugh is, Gareth, um, on one of the NFL groups, there was a Patriots fan had been sending me messages saying he was going to meet up with us to watch their game after the Saints game. Totally oh, forgot yeah. about it. And about three days later, he apologised for not turning up at the bar. I thought he could have been there. He might not have been there for all I knew. I didn't even know there was a game on after the Saints game. So it was uh, it was a good night. Okay, so do, do you want to make some outlandish, bold predictions, um, which I will not hold you to because we'll be doing this for pre-season anyway, um, the, the week before we, we kick off. So do, do you want to have a stab at it now? Good feeling. Or is it yeah, too I'm difficult not knowing what uh, players will? Got it, so go, go yeah, go on. yeah, go on then. Who, who's going? Well, I, I, I you, said that, you, Gareth, because you already got an idea. Yeah, well, we've. Like I said we, we've got to be, be looking at winning twelve. I think uh, with our team, if 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 we don't win twelve without any sort of injury or, or other outrageous reason, um, I'll be disappointed. Um, but I, I think we're going to win fourteen. Yeah, oh, I, I, I see 14 as well. I, I think 14 is a good number. Um, obviously, I want I want us to go 17, I know. Uh, but, you know, there's too much happening in this league and on a daily basis. And, you know, but I think I think if we go 14, we'll probably be at the top of the NFC. And I think that's what you got to aim for, right? you got, got to aim for that buy. And I would imagine, considering last year, 13 and 3 was... Uh, was the top dog having 14 almost guaranteed for you? So I'm going to say 14 wins as well. Paul? T- I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, we go 14 and 0 with Jimmy, and then we'll put Trey in for the last, uh, for, for the last whatever games, there's three games, and, and he'll win one or two. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. A bold claim, Lee. 17 and 0. What, what else was I going to say after last year? Um, to, to be honest, Gareth said 12 and 5 at the start, and that's where my head was coming into this. But I'm leaning towards Nadji, so my final answer will be 14 and 3. That's what I think looking at the schedule. I think there'll be a couple of trap games, so you can hold me here. I'll say 14 and 3, like Nadji. All right, nice. So, so that's all he's going for 14 and 3 then? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say yeah. 15 just to be different, just to give Trey. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't need to be different. No, no, it's like cool. said, I'll, I'll give Trey Lance one win. Don't uh, back down now. Texans, <laughs> week 17. Well, to be honest, uh, so Nadji, we go 15 was, and 2. 
I was 17 and 0 this morning, and then when I put my sensible head on, I went 12 and 5, and now you swear that you're 14 and 3. But you know, what about you, Lee? Are you I'm, making it a clean sweep? I was going to, but should I? Should I not? I was going to go 16 and 1 and say we lose our final regular season game at the Rams. But thinking about it, even if they sit a lot of our starters. I still think we're good enough to beat the Rams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do, honestly. Twice decimated last year, didn't we? So yeah, I, I think I think it's a case of we can out coach them every time, and even our backups have enough quality to basically beat them based off that coaching. So I'm going to go. Go on then. I'm going to go for seventeen and zero. Yeah. Granted, we can change our minds come pre-season. Just as the season's about to kick off, because obviously we'll have gone through um, training camp, we'll have gone through pre-season, we'll know exactly who we've kept, who's on the roster, which doesn't worry us because we're going to have a really strong roster, regardless of what happens because of who we've got at the moment. Um, but we'll also see if there's any potential injuries crop up. Well, and we've got some pre-season games, so we can actually have a kind of a gauge of what the teams look like, and you know all those undrafted guys that might pop out the screen and against you know the Chiefs, the Chargers or the Raiders so might have a much better idea after those <laughs> really bold claim then Austin Watkins will go for a thousand yards Ooh. against the Rams to make the team <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, are you going to do your bold talk that you were talking to me and Gareth before Nadji come on late Oh, is oh, this about Jimmy, Jimmy G? Jimmy season, yeah. Maggie missed this. I think we need to share this. Yeah, this will be our most downloaded episode ever. Go on, Lee. I won't see you come back. So we just mentioned about Jimmy G and what it would take for him to actually still be on the Niners after next season because obviously um, he'll want a new contract after next season or he'll be asking for one anyway because he's only got two years left. And basically, um, my view is he, he has to do something incredibly good to stay, still be with the team, especially after what we've given up to get Trey Lance. So for Jimmy G to still be on the team after next season, I think he has to go 20-0. He has to go 20-0. He has to be league MVP. He has to be Super Bowl MVP. And he has to put up a ridiculous number of yards and touchdowns. I think that's the only way we keep him, purely because of how much we've invested in Trey Lance. Either that or we find that Trey Lance isn't the prospect we thought he was and it doesn't look as though he will be there, will be our quarterback going forward. But yeah, so if Jimmy's going to stay, he's going to go league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, we're going to go 20-0, raise that sixth Lombardi. He's going to have 7,500 uh, passing yards and 150 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> Something ridiculous like that. That'll, that'll keep him here. But in all reality... The rank was already on the wall as soon as Trey Lance was picked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you, about... York has come out and said he's happy. He's happy if Trey Lance sits for two years. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. And to be honest, it's not as though we don't have the uh, the cap space. We can let Jimmy's contract expire right. quite happily yeah. and let him walk. Mm. I mean, if, if he's he's probably. Got some sort of agreement with Lunch and Shanahan that say, look, yeah, you, you've, sh you've played your hand. I can see where you're going with this. And they've said, look, it's still your job. It's your job to lose. You've got two years on your contract left. We think he's a development quarterback. 
he might sit for two years, just like Jed York's turnarounds, and he's probably been prompted to say that by mm -hmm. John Lynch. John Lynch is probably his turnaround says, just put something out there, just say it. We're quite happy for him to sit for two years because if Jimmy's motivated for these two years, we can let this contract run down. And if he gives us 110%, then at the end of that contract, we'll be quite happy for him to walk because he only cost us a second-round draft pick when we yeah. took him. And Jimmy sat for two years, so... Yeah. Right. Granted, Jimmy sat for two years behind Tom Brady, so it's slightly <laughs> different. But yes, I see what you're uh, saying. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think we probably should uh, mention the other controversial uh, topic I brought up. But over the last um, five or six days, I've just suddenly started to feel nervous about the Traillands pick. Um, just looking at some some of the stats, listening to some other podcasts, um, better rivals, they discussed um, Traillands's accuracy issues. Um, he had an adjusted completion percentage of fifty eight percent. Um, it's been mentioned on the JT O'Sullivan QB school. He's turned around and he says he, he's bouncing every time he goes back. When he's taking a three, five, seven step drop, he's bouncing up and down. He's not putting, he's not setting his feet because he's bouncing. It's going to affect his accuracy. It's going to affect the time it takes him to release the ball. If he can sort those, which are very sortable, mm -hmm. then his accuracy will improve and so will his um, release. And he's already got a reasonably quick release. Mm. So people don't forget he was he was a freshman that year. You know that was his first year playing football at college. So he's nineteen years old, and uh, yeah, he was he was nineteen. So and he he seemed to be on offense where either he ran it or he was throwing the ball twenty thirty air yards. We've got a very different offense. So yeah. I, I must admit I, I was very impressed with the fact that he, he did. He was in an offense that was run pretty much like a pro offense, so he was turning his back to the defense. And when he turned around, he did actually pick out the open receiver relatively quickly, and he wasn't fazed by anything that he was being asked to do. And I think that's the thing that's probably sparked the interest from Shanahan. Then, obviously, they'll have been talking all the X's and O's, and he'll have been given a good account of himself. So, But I just can't help feeling that Justin Fields is potentially might come back to bite us a little bit. I mean, I said that maybe at the start, didn't I, Lee? We, when we did the... I was chuckling there because I love Gareth jumping in and defending his boy because no matter what <laughs> we say, Trey's Gareth's boy. He's definitely got that. Um, and I know we did that exercise and I had, you know, same as Julie, I thought I was all in on Justin Fields. and But this isn't the answer everyone wants. I think Justin Fields could be possibly as good as he's going to be. And they know that, but they're just excited with the upside with Trey. He's 19, as Gareth said. He was playing in a pro-style offence. The pressure isn't... He doesn't have to come in week one. We've said Jimmy G is going to be there week one. But you've got to ask yourself, are we going to compare Trey to Justin moving forward? You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it, it's it's just part of the fun of being an NFL fan, isn't it? You know, Six months ago, I didn't really know Justin Fields or Trey Lance is. I think Tracy's worried about my obsession at the moment because I've been watching more tape, as we call it, on people I'd never talked about. And I'm just excited for the season to start. Um, mm. I'm the opposite to you now, Lee, because I didn't know a lot about Trey Lance. I went away and watched the tape. Gareth did an excellent job at selling him. And after that episode, I thought, I'm going to go and watch some stuff here. And I've gone the opposite way to you. I'm very excited. I just hope he can be as good as we think he's going to be. Yeah. Um, what about you, Najee? You're normally the voice of reason. 
<laughs> no, I'm 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 excited. I think I I generally think we're gonna forget about him um, this year because he's he's not gonna play and he's, he's just gonna learn. And this is he's gonna be like Pat Mahomes. I think I I generally think the day he enters the league, mm. people are gonna start looking our way, going wow. Um, but I I think that he's in a perfect situation. You know, Kyle's guy's guy. He's gonna teach him. Uh, it looks like. He's got his head on his shoulder and he looks like a super smart guy. Mm. Um, I read an article about golden helmets that they give to player or the draft or whatever, which is quite rare, uh, you know, on the board kind of thing. And and he was one of them because he had all the physical ability and, you know, the intellectual ability as well too. I, I, I think it's perfect for us. And then I obviously he's going to be compared to everybody that was drafted ahead of him and after him because that's that's how it goes right um but yeah no i'm i can't wait to see him play but if if jimmy plays for two years and he comes after as i said he's you know he's 21 now he just turned 21 uh, happy birthday trey i know you're listening um but you know even if he starts playing at 23 if he can play like players play till they're 40 now that's 17 years of trey land starting for the 49ers when was the last time this, that happened in, in the league, you know, as a, a one player that can be good as, as Zero will be? So I'm just excited for the future. This is this is awesome. And and because of the rookie contract, we'll be able to have a competitive team like for the next two years because we have the roster now. And we'll be able to keep players and sign new players later if Jimmy decides to go. And so it's just a good, we're such a good time as a Niner fan. And the franchise is, is a, probably a very exciting time. You know, I, I know winning three in a row or whatever was pretty, was pretty nice, but um, like it, the sky's the limit and that's, that's going to be awesome. I just can't wait for football. It's just so far away now. I just oh, can't wait. Yeah, definitely. Okay, guys. So one, one little bit uh, news before we go. So we've signed 10 of our rookies. Um, five of the draft picks and five undrafted signings. Um, one of the draft picks that was signed was Diomedor Lenoir. Nice. And that one's just for you, Martin Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite uh, undrafted uh, free agent, sorry, undrafted rookie is um, Austin Watkins. He signed. He signed, yeah. So I'm very and pleased the, with that. And the numbers have been announced as well. So Sermon's 28, Thomas is 41. Banks will be 62. I mean, we know Trey will be number five. Uh, Moore, 76. And Lenoir will be number 38. Uh, Ufanga, 29. And Mitchell, 49, which I'm not super happy about. But uh, there you go. That's all the rookies' number. Yeah, fantastic. By your jersey, people. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks for giving up your time on a Friday night. I'm sure Paul wants to get away to his pizza and his movie with the girls. Yeah. Um, so thank you once again for joining me. Thanks. No Thanks, Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to, to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Fearful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Francisco 49ers deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark, Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99, don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time, John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline, NDB, greatest owner of all time, Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, we're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.